Welcome to The Diving Pod, a podcast where two guys just talk about diving. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Rooney. And I'm your other host, Heath Calhoun. So I think it's important our mission for this podcast is to learn from other coaches, each other, athletes, and also our listeners. And we're not going to pretend that we know it all. We are just, again, like Heath said, we're here to learn. We both love the sport of diving, and we were looking for a podcast, and it looks like there were some done in the past, but the follow-through just wasn't necessarily there every single week. And that's what our goal is, just to provide something every week on the sport, uh, whether it's a quick little 10-minuter or you know maybe a 45-minute uh, podcast, but that's our goal. So I think it's important uh, for our listeners to understand kind of what our background was where we were, how we got there, and where we're at now, and even maybe where we want to go in the future. So um, I think a good starting point, like Rooney, what was, you know, you're from Minnesota, obvious, well, not obviously, but you're from Minnesota. So what was that like, junior, senior year of high school, deciding where you wanted to go, if you wanted to dive in college, kind of walk me through what that was like for you? Yeah, so I am from Minnesota, Alexandria specifically. Uh, We are kind of right up the interstate from the twin cities smack dab between the cities and Fargo, North Dakota. So really honestly in in the middle of nowhere, um, I was a pretty solid high school diver. Um, you know, junior year, senior year was starting to look at record boards when you walk into the pool, like, all right, well on a good day, that's possible. Was fortunate enough to have five different records. One of which is just, I mean, it's kind of silly astronomical. Um, I am the current Alexander high school, diving coach so I get to look up at that every day and I think back like wow I must have caught the judges on a really really generous day because yeah if I look back and rescore that meet it's nowhere near what it was the score was 336 and yeah I I probably would have given maybe 295 so it was it was it was hyper inflated but we're okay with it um no like I said senior year at state there was me and three other guys that were really in contention to win it all and I was in third with three dives left and just absolutely choked it away I mean I I finished in ninth place and that's just simply where the free fall stopped like I had three solid dives uh, one of them was kind of my signature dive. I did front one and a half double twist. That was, that was probably my best dive throughout high school and college, but uh, yeah, just not a great day senior year at state, but that's how it goes. Um, style wise. I was definitely a pretty diver in high school, specifically Minnesota. I'm sure it's, it's similar elsewhere, but in high school, we have pretty versus power and it's a little more rare to have a pretty boy diver. And it's a little more rare to have a power girl diver. So, you know, when we see each of those, they stand out in a different way. So they score points in a different way. You know, I was never one to have huge DD. That double twister was my biggest one at two, six. You go to a college meet now at D (laughs) one national or even D two national level. That's the smallest DD (laughs) in the list. So I was definitely not one of those guys throwing front three and a half. I wish I could have, but uh, I'm also six one. So (laughs) as far as diving body types goes, I'm a little bit on the tall side and I am all legs. So yeah, you can imagine the the pike flipping dives were a struggle to get them all the way around, but um, yeah, ended up 
at St. Cloud State, when I made my decision, it was a matter of, do I want to go division one, two, or three? There's a lot of division three schools in Minnesota, a lot of private schools. Um, the division two scene really at the time was just Mankato and St. Cloud State in the area. Uh, and Mankato had cut their program like, I would say, weeks before I made my decision. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it was intense. And then, you know, the Division One scene, you have the big one, the University of Minnesota. I was not at that capable or not the, at that caliber of diving at all. And I knew that. Um, but then, you know, University of South Dakota, South Dakota State, Green Bay over in Wisconsin, those were all right. options. Right. But what I, want, what I ended up asking myself was, hey, do I want to work really hard and simply make a conference team? Or maybe make Division One zones if you can get the score to qualify, yeah. or do I want to? Uh, on the Division Three level, I saw myself as immediately in the top eight in the nation. You know, not necessarily having to put in the absolute grind time to be near the top, and then settled in Division Two where it was that exact happy medium, and I couldn't yeah. have made a better decision. You know, I had to grind. I just remember my freshman and sophomore years going so hard just to make the national team. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but let's, let's transition back to you. What about your high school career and, and where you ended up in college? You know, it's, it's pretty neat kind of hearing you talk because our, our journeys aren't all that different, you know, and, you know, even though we were in high school, I guess now it'd be like 11 years ago, which is a little wild to think I'm a little bit older than you, not much, but it's the same thing. You know, I'm from a little bit North of Pittsburgh, um, you know, all throughout high school, I did all the sports, football, track, baseball, you know, did all those things. And, and I decided to dive for fun. Like my mom was like, Hey, you like flipping on the trampoline. Why don't you go give that a try? And I'm like, okay, go to diving practice and just whatever it was, there's some magic in that pool at uh, Butler high school. My high school coach, uh, his name was Ken Bedford. He was a three-time national champion at Clarion university. And it, it was just luck. I walked in and I just had the advantage. I was a little bit more athletic than what I guess most divers come in at. And because I've been doing flips forever, I had some body awareness and, you know, throughout high school, I was fortunate enough to get connected with the uh, pit aquatics club, which at the time was coached by uh, Julian and Doe Krug. And, and it was awesome. I was so fortunate. I got to dive with now. Um, she was at uh, world championships, the world cup, Sam Pickens. Um, at the time, Connor Karemski, he went on to go to Stanford Olympic trials. JB Kalad went on to go to University of Virginia and Olympic trials, wow. like just this stud group of divers. And I was nowhere near that. Like <laughs> I looked up to them and I'm like, I'm here having a good time trying to learn some new stuff and try to figure out if I want to do this in college. And, and I look at it now and I was just lucky. Like it was just right place, right time, which has been so much of my career. And so throughout high school, it's pretty similar to you. You know, I think, um, a lot of it's timing, you know, Connor Karemski was a year younger than me and sometimes the other guy's just better. And he was, I could have hit all my dives and he could have had an off day and still beat me. He was just an, an amazing diver. He's one of those kids you watch dive and you're like, it's beautiful, strong, pretty, just the way it goes. So, uh, all throughout my career, you know, he was going to get first. That was okay. You know, I always viewed diving as I had fun doing it. I always enjoyed being around other competitors and competing. And if I did 11 good dives and I had fun, I was happy with that result. So I was fortunate, you know, my, my junior year, I got third at that point in time, I had lost to Connor and uh, Zach knees who went on to dive at, I believe, Indiana and the university of Miami. 
Um, just a freak diver. I think he's probably like has the craziest list I've ever seen on one meter. But then my senior year, I got second, which was awesome. Um, you know, I actually made a joke to JB right after that. And I'm like, thank goodness I'm graduating because next year you would have kicked my butt. And, and he absolutely <laughs> would have. Um, you know, so I had a really interesting uh, college decision process. Um, I always knew Clarion University was going to be one of my final decisions. Um, and I was fortunate that I kind of got connected to the University of Louisville at the time. And, and I went on a recruiting trip there and a recruiting trip to Clarion. And, and it wasn't comparable at that point in time. Like I love college sports. They put me on, Louisville put me on a field with 60,000 people in the stands and I love college football. So I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. So, you know, I chose to go to a division one school and, and have that division one grind. And, and I was an okay student. And I mean, okay. Like I was the person that went to college and B's and C's would get degrees. And I was okay with that. And I quickly realized I did not have the time management skills to be successful and into top tier division one setting. So instantly I, I recognized that. And I was fortunate. I did okay. In my classes that semester reached out to uh, clarion's coach, coach Rovat and, uh, you know, I think it was like two weeks before Thanksgiving. And he said, you have till Thanksgiving to get your application in. And if you can get it in, we'll make it work. And uh, I went to uh, coach Arthur Albiero and said, Hey, I need a, a transfer or a release. Cause I'm going to transfer. Um, and, and he was awesome about it. You know, he's like, I really would prefer you not to transfer somewhere within our conference. And I understood that. And I said, Nope, I'm going to go to division two Clarion university. That's it. Want to be closer to home. Want to be near my family. And I think it's more successful. And, and I was fortunate, you know, I, I went there, had a unique experience where my first six months, I wasn't allowed to do anything but jumps and voluntaries. And for <laughs> someone that was doing it for fun and just flipping around, that stunk. Like it was horrible to just yeah. do basics, but it ended up paying off in the long run. And, um, you know, I was fortunate that I met some of my best friends, you, obviously you like, and I think that kind of that, I mean, it just, that time in college, that division two for me was awesome. And I think it was perfect. I came in with, I think we probably had like 14, 15 kids on the team. My freshman year, I didn't go because of sitting out with transferring, but there were four men that made nationals, one of which won one national title that year. There was a, uh, I want to say maybe three or four women. The woman won both national titles. So the next year it's like, how do we live up to that? Yeah, you know, and so I came in and and we went to Mansfield. That's your that year, and that's where we met. Um, yep. Was Mansfield, and and uh, you know, I just look at look at that time in Division Two, and it was so so unique. And but I also always tell everybody, if I didn't have that Division One experience, I would have never appreciated Division Two for what it was. For sure, Division One is right for a lot of people, but it wasn't for me. And, and Division Two is that sweet spot. So I mean, why don't you walk me through a little bit of like what was college like, you know, what, what did you accomplish in college? Um, you know, what are maybe some of the big memories that stick out to you? Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, I, I decided on St. Cloud state. Um, and immediately when I went in there, I knew the team that I was going on was so much better than I was. <laughs> and it was really cool. I, I, I say this to people all the time. I'm a big golfer too. Um, I, I like to assemble like my golf teams where I am the worst golfer and people look at me and they're like, why would you say that? Well, I know I'm solid, right? If everyone else around me is better, our team is really good. 
And sure. that's what that's what I came into at St. Cloud. We had uh, Luke Weber, Chris White, and Tyler Megalis, who was the state champion uh, my senior year. So we were actually roommates, which was super fun. But uh, of those of those three guys, uh, th- there were probably oh boy, quick math, probably twenty to twenty five All Americans between those three in in the in the uh, the time oh, at St. Cloud State. So, you know, I, I was there just, you know, I thought I was kind of a, a big deal in high school and then you show up and it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Reality keep, dreaming. Check. keep dreaming, buddy. But no, <laughs> freshman year was great. Tyler and I got along. Awesome. I, it was a little kind of uh, for the coaches, at least nervous because yes, we're competitors, but we're on the same team. They didn't know how spending all that time with each other would go. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, I was best man in his wedding. It was so much fun. So that was a good deal. But uh, freshman year was tough. Um, I had to really, really grind and get better to even make nationals was fortunate enough to get a score to qualify. And I'll never forget this from freshman year. This was the one big takeaway. Uh, My teammate, Luke Weber saw me in the locker room on uh, the Tuesday pre-qualifying meet, we called it, <laughs> we, we called, we called Tuesday black Tuesday, which I know those clarion people, uh, you guys had that, uh, that was just another day for you guys. But, um, so he's, we're in the locker room and he looks at me and he goes, Rooney, you've worked hard really, really all year. And I'm proud of you for making it this far, but you have six dives and I'm going to be honest, they need to be the best six dives you've ever done in your life. <laughs> He said, you're on the bubble and you're outside looking in, you need to go absolutely nail it. And I was like, cool. I was one of those people where if I, if I knew what I needed to do, I was going to be in a good spot. You know, I was nope. a scoreboard watcher, a, a, a score watcher, you know, seeing what other guys did around me, all their dives, things like that. So it, it, honestly, after that little pep talk he gave me, I went out and I hit front, uh, front two and a half pike on one meter for like 55. And for me, that was absolutely huge. Yeah. I had never done it for yeah. that much in my life. So it was like round one. Okay, cool. I, w- let's go. It's game time. Uh, I made the meet and, you know, sophomore year did a little bit better Then junior year, senior year. I, I cracked into the top eight was all American three times. Um, junior year got both boards senior year. I only got one meter. Um, it was kind of fun. Diving is so interesting in the fact that you can chase judges scores. Yeah. Or you can chase degree of difficulty. And for me, I wasn't somebody who could do both. Mm -hmm. So for my whole career, I was chasing those judges scores. I wanted to get eights on every dive, even if it was a little easier. Um, So I actually mixed it up my senior year on three meter and I did much, much harder dives. Uh, Full out was really tough for me on three meter. Just again, long legs. Um, Front three and a half was a tough dive for me. Back two and a half pike was a tough dive for me. And I did all of those dives. Uh, I was a, I was a fairly good twister too. So I did front one and a half triple turn. That's always a, a crowd pleaser, or at least a, a, an, a, an athlete pleaser. On <laughs> for, sure. for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, senior year, I decided to switch up my strategy and it didn't work out, but I was really happy. I at least tried. You know, I, I did the same thing for my whole life. I was super good at vols. I was really, really clean, pretty diver and I mixed it up and, you know, I was happy with the result, even though I did not make the finals like I did the previous year. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
just like any college team, those memories are awesome. The people are all awesome. I have never really heard of anybody having a, a sports related college time that was awful. You know, <laughs> you, you always meet your best friends and you always, yep. you always find that, that close knit group of people to that. You just, you figure it all out the rest of your life with. So yeah. what about you? Tell, tell me about your Clarion time. Cause there's a whole lot of history at Clarion, man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, both programs are pretty similar in that regard. I think so, – so for the people that don't know about Division II diving, because I think it kind of gets overlooked a little bit, and understandably. But so Clarion has been this traditional, I mean, powerhouse in diving. You know, they had uh, Coach Don Lees there. I think he was there for 21 years. Um, I think he had like maybe 30 national champions, somewhere in there. Um, then wow. they had coach, coach Dave Rovat, um, for 31 years. And I think last we looked, it was 48 national champions, but like you said it to me before the craziest statistic of them all is over 31 years. He only didn't have a national champion three times. So I'd like to, uh, I'd like to interject there and just say, uh, St. <laughs> Cloud was the reason for two of those. So proceed, yeah. proceed. <laughs> I'd like to say I blew it one of those years. But, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. fair. I think that's fair. So, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, so I think I look at it and it's like, you, you get to Clarion and, and it was fortunate. I just had a conversation with someone about this, like Clarion diving. I think everybody thinks the tradition is win championships, but it's like, no, like that tradition is work really hard and enjoy that time with your family. Cause when, I mean, you know, it. when you're not around your family, you're around these, you know, anywhere from eight to 15 people every day yep. for most of the time, four hours a day, if you're doing two practices meets on Saturdays. And, and it's like, that really is like your family. Like you said, you make it work. You know, there's definitely teammates that I wish I could go back and be like, Hey, we don't get along, but I still have your back. I would do anything for you. If you just ask for help. And at the end of the day, I think my teammates knew that. And I think every team that's close and has that bond gets that. And, uh, you know, so I came in and, and I was fortunate to watch and learn and do basics. Uh, my sophomore year where we met in Mansfield, Texas, um, that was like my first nationals. And not, not a lot of people know this, but I went through a lot of burnout that year. I was just like really like, man, this kind of stinks. Like you're busting your butt and you get to nationals and it's like, I don't know what it was. Something just happened at that meet for me where I just, I fell in love with the sport of diving and I've never fallen out of love with it. Like there just something different happened at that meet. And I always tell people like for, for whatever reason, that meets also the meet. I finally figured out how to do full out on three meter. I always competed it. <laughs> and I just remember my coach, I always had this bad habit. I couldn't get my arms all the way up. Just, just tried to muscle it, be an athlete. And one, one warm up at 6am. Cause that's what we do at Clarion. Robat's like, just get your freaking arms up. And I lift them up and I felt that board push under my feet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to do this dive right. And it's <laughs> so easy. And it's like, I just remember looking at him being like, wait, it's that easy. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, all right. So this is what it's supposed to be like. There you um, go. And, and I mean, it definitely didn't hurt like being in a stage where I was burning out. It didn't hurt. Like I was, I went in with zero expectations. Like I said, my expectation, I try to have fun, cheer for my competitors put 11 good dives together. And I was fortunate. I got um, third that year on three meter and I hated three meter up until that meet until I got third. I hated three meter every day. I dreaded it. And I got third and I'm like, maybe I can be pretty good at this board. Um, yeah. And, and I look back and I just wish I listened to, you know, those coaches I had in, at club team, Doe and Julian, cause they're always like, if you just take it serious 
And I finally started to take it serious those last two years. And, and man, when it really was like, when I just worked super hard, all those little things meant so much more to me, you know, finally learning to do double out or doing front three and a half pike for the first time or reverse two and a half on one meter. I'm like, Holy cow. Like I busted my butt to get this. And I was like, it's worth it. Like, you know, and it changed my perspective really just not even just athletics. I went from being an average student, like I mentioned earlier to my junior year, I think I was like three, six, three, eight, my senior year, I was three, eight, four, oh, or four, oh, four, oh. I'm like, Oh man, like just work hard and you can appreciate these things. And that, and, and I left college and I remember having this conversation, you know, I was fortunate in my senior year, well, my backtrack, my junior year, I lost to Luke, you know, St. St. Clarion or St. Cloud. I lost to him that year by 4.9 points. And I'll never forget it. I had ever, written everywhere in my college dorm and, and all this stuff, notebooks, 4.9, 4.9. Lace is out, Dan. <laughs> and I still remember something Luke said to me at that meeting. I'll never forget it. I congratulated him. And I was, hey, like, I was happy. He dove awesome. Changed his last dive in with three and a half tuck. And he looked nuts. at me, <laughs> he looked at me and he was like, just work hard and do everything in your power to win by 49 points next year. And I'm like, okay. And so my, my senior year, I worked so hard and, and I definitely enjoyed myself in college as well, but I worked hard when we were at the pool, like I was working and, and I was fortunate like that year I got second on one meter. I'd never even made finals on one meter before. And I just, I think I remember looking at you being like, I never thought I'd dive this well on one meter. My coach looked at me and he was like, Oh, I didn't think you'd do that well. And uh, I, I even recalling back, I had no idea you took second. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I lost to my teammate by half a point. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, man, I'm going to be that always a bridesmaid, never a bride scenario, like always get second high school, college. And I'm like, <laughs> but it was it was pretty neat. It was very uh, I don't know. I don't know the right word. Like it was very storybook for me because, you know, I had a really great relationship with Coach Rovat and uh, his mom was able to be there. And he was from Geneva, Ohio, which is where Nationals were my senior year. Um, you know, all my family and friends, because they lived within an hour and a half, two hours, came in. You know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, my high school coach, all, all these alumni, all this family. And uh, and it's, it's pretty arrogant to say, but I'll never forget. I, I never viewed myself as arrogant, but I do remember looking at Seth, one of my teammates, when we were warming up. And I looked at him and I go, I'm going to win by 50 points. And he was like, what? And I'm like, I just, there's just something in the air tonight. And I, that's what I said to him. I was like, just something's right. And, and I just, it was just one of those meets. Like I never, I don't think I could have missed if I tried. Like that's awesome. it, it was just awesome. And it's, I still remember in, uh, in prelims, you just know when you get that good hurdle, I thought I had a great hurdle for front three and a half pike. And I think I came out at like two and a half and, almost failed it and I uh, go, go over to my coach before my last dive in finals front three and a half pike. And he goes, just don't do what you did in prelims. <laughs> like, all right, good coaching. It's exactly yeah, what I did. And uh, it's the only time in my career in diving. I remember being under the water and just kind of taking a second. And I swear I could hear people cheering and I came up and I I'm not exaggerating at all. I see your gangly arms <laughs> yes, just screaming <laughs> And I'm like, this is the best part of our sport. Like, you know, people are hugging and everything. And I'm like, this is the best part. Like, these are my direct competitors and they're so happy for me. And yep. I remember, I remember leaving and I had to be a couple of weeks later. I looked at Rovat and I said, man, I thought you were teaching me diving and you were teaching me so much more just doing right. those little things. Right. Um, so well, I go, just look back and it's just great. Yeah. Go, I was going to go back, you know, 
what I was known for in college, maybe more than good diving <laughs> was I was the cheerleader. Like yes. I was the guy that was just rallying behind everybody. Like, Every single year, whether it was, I mean, I remember my, my freshman and sophomore year when Chris and Luke were winning titles and you and I became best friends. Like it just was one of those things where it honestly, it might've been even more fun to not make the final and just lose, (laughs) lose my mind cheering. But then, you know, junior, senior year, like, okay, okay, let's, let's figure this out. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget Geneva when you, I mean, you hit 400 points for your optionals. That's, that, that's crazy, man. It was so much fun to watch. And yeah, that was, it was awesome. I just think that like you look back and like where we're at now, I mean, I'm seven years out of college and it's crazy to look back and, and I I tell people like, Hey, I cheered for my competitors. And like, to the point, like people don't believe me sometimes when I say our, it was our junior senior year. I think it was our senior year, my senior year, excuse me, because you were younger you made those St. Clarion shirts. Like, so it had the yeah. Clarion gold, golden Eagle with a sweater that was St. Cloud's logo. And he, you, it was the best thing on the back. It put like one team, one dream. And it's like, it couldn't be more true. Like we're all working towards the same thing, but like, we're not hurt. Like I'm not pushing you out of the way to get there. It's like, Hey, I know those St. Cloud kids are busting their butt. And I know that because they kicked my butt the last two years. Yep. And this has to be the year I try to kick their butt or I think Rovat would have killed us, but yeah. you know, and, and it's just like that, that relationship, because like we talked about it before we jumped on here, like it was a rivalry, but it was a rivalry in all the best ways. Like there was, sure. it was mutual respect. It was just, we were pumped to see each other. Like at nationals, it was great to compete, but I was pumped to see the St. Cloud kids. I know it. And that was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. I exactly right. And our team makeup was so similar where, you know, the diving teams were so so dang good you know you guys would send four or five guys and we yep. would send four guys and yep. you know the the ladies also had you know two three four of them on each team as well so you look and and then you know you flip it to the whole swim swimming and diving our swim yep. teams weren't the most well-renowned programs you know we would right. send a relay or we'd send yep. you know a handful of guys but you look at the 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 body count the presence and it was Oh, there's the diving team, you know, from St. Cloud, there's the diving team from Clarion. That's, that's what we had. And so that's where a lot of that St. Clarion came in is our, our teams were so similar. We were all really good at diving. And then rather than, you know, let the rivalry kind of get into our heads, it was just like, Hey, this is sick. Like all of us are the same. Let's just be friends. (laughs) Yep. It, It just made us better. Like I look back at that and I'm like, there is no doubt in my mind knowing however many thousand miles away, in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, these four or five guys are also thinking about these four or five guys at Clarion. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, it's like, there was never a doubt in my mind. Like I wanted you guys to do well. And I knew that that was mutual. And it just, that's one of the most unique things about our sport. And, and to be quite honest, I think that's kind of why we're in the situation we're at right now with this podcast, because we're reaching out to people and they're like, People, we, you couldn't do this if you were a football coach. You couldn't. It would never work. For the people we're reaching out to, to, to come on and interview and talk to, that they're texting us back and saying, yes, it's pretty insane. It's, it's awesome. The, the diving community is awesome. And that's it, something really, really rare. Cool. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, so I guess, uh, so where are you at now? You know, how, how far out of college? Where are we at now? What are you doing? Yeah, so currently, I mean, I graduated in 2015. 
Um, I moved back to my hometown in Alexandria, Minnesota. Uh, I just worked for my dad. We have a, a small business here in town. And then I also coached the diving team. I love it. You know, I don't get the cream of the crop athletes by any means, but I get kids that want to be there simply because I show them how <laughs> jacked up I am about this sport. Um, was for, I've been coaching for four years. So I, I took a awesome. year off between graduating college and then starting coaching. Right. Um, but you know, been fortunate enough to be coach of the year four total times, two on the, on the girl's side and two on the boy's side. And, nice. you know, the, the, the tough thing right away was kind of changing the culture. You know, <laughs> I, I'll never forget the first day I walked into the, the pool and I saw a whole ream of bubble wrap <laughs> and duct tape. And I knew what it was for, but I just didn't say anything. <laughs> and sure enough, I have a girl who's going to get up and do front double for the first time that season. And she asked me if she can put the bubble wrap on. And I just, I looked at her and I said, no. What are you guys doing in Minnesota wrapping people that's, in bubble wrap? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, apparently, and this is, <laughs> I have never, I've never been taught this. And so I was baffled that this was happening. Apparently, if you strap some bubble wrap to your back and you land on your back, it doesn't hurt if you smack. So, I mean, immediately it's like, okay, you're telling yourself it's okay to smack. I don't want it to be okay. I want you to go for it. I want you to, I want you to, there's, there's some consequences with diving and smacking. I want you to get over that and be okay with it. And, and trust me, that was the, that was kind of point number two is building that trust with the athletes oh, yeah. of me saying, Hey, I'm telling you front double. I'm not going to tell you that if you're not ready for that front double. Okay. And it, it's taken about three years, about three years, I would say to completely transform that, uh, that culture on the team. And really right now it feels like we're rolling. You know, I got awesome. a couple of good girls. I got a couple of good boys. And the biggest part about all of it is they care about yeah. the sport. You know, it's tough to care as much as you and I do and, and other people, yeah. but these young high school kids, they're already to the point where they'll text me watching a diving meet, And they're like, Oh my gosh, did you see Michael Hickson's blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm so pumped. You even said it like, this is yep. really cool. So uh, that's where that's at. Yeah. You know, our big meet every year is state. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we get ready for sections and uh, we prepare them as best we possibly can. And the last couple of years have been really, really good. And we're looking to continue that momentum, but uh, state is, is one of those. What I need to work on certainly is there's a little bit of a, a, a deep breath once we make it there. Yeah. And I want to change that to, okay, now we're here. Let's do well. Yep. And you know, each year it's getting better because we're getting more comfortable being there, even myself as a coach. But uh, the first couple of years, it was like, wow, we made it hands up, let's go. And then, <laughs> you know, they, you don't dive very well when you're checked out like that. And, and right. that's just how it's been, but you know, we're, we're getting there. We're getting much better this past year. We had two divers in finals and we haven't had a diver in finals since, you know, I went to state back <laughs> in 2011. So that's awesome. It's, it, it's progress for sure. That's awesome. That has to be, I, I guess, uh, how do you like coaching high school? Like obviously you haven't coached college up to this point in your career. And it has to be a different set of goals as a coach. Like, what do you look at as like your primary goal in terms of preparing these, the high school kids? Cause 
Minnesota, you can coach them earlier, right? You can coach seventh and eighth grade and choose to bring them up, right? Like I think Minnesota high school yep. has different rules, right? Yeah. So I actually coach the middle school program and the high school program okay. um, simply because I don't really want the kids learning from anybody else <laughs> yeah. when they're at a young age. That's the big goal is create good habits or yeah. don't, don't do bad habits, you know, at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, if I see some potential in a kid in sixth, seventh grade, uh, I, I look at my roster size first and foremost on the varsity team. And usually for boys, I am struggling to find them. So yeah. I, I'm more likely to pull a boy up early and mm -hmm. I will admit that to them. I'll say, Hey, mm -hmm. you know, you are showing some, some really good signs of improvement. I want you to come up and just practice with mm -hmm. the varsity squad and we'll see where it goes from there. And, you know, the kids are all excited about that. They get to practice with the varsity people. And, um, you know, from there, it's just, all right, how's this going to work on the team? How's this going to affect everything? But in all reality, I really do love coaching high school. Um, I'd be lying to you if I said I get all excited about those divers that are kind of on the lower scale. Cause right. you know, it's, it's tough knowing where I have, have come from with St. Cloud and, and at a national level to come back and see, oh man, we're really struggling to get forward one and a half. Those aren't the days that are fun for me, but when the kids get it and they click and they, yep. and they throw a front two and a half for the first <laughs> time, or they throw a back one and a half, um, those are the days. And you're like, okay, now we're rolling. Now we have some momentum and those are what make everything, everything worth it. But uh, well, it's like, it's gotta be even with those, with those kids who maybe, you know, maybe aren't as advanced, maybe don't have the same kind of ceiling, but like, I know exactly what you mean. You know, we coach lessons and, but I'll tell you what, when that kid who can't do it gets that front one and a half tuck and you're like, man, this was a week and a half of making sure they could get it. It might be more exciting than the kid who gets front yeah. two and a half tuck for the first time. For sure. And that's sometimes I actually, I prefer it. This might sound a little weird, but I actually prefer coaching the girls. And, and here's why you have to get a lot more mentally involved with the girls for boys. A lot of times in high school, it's like, Hey, get up on the board <laughs> and we'll see what happens. You know, in a, in a safe way, of course, but for the girls so many times, it's like, okay, your arms are in the right spot. Agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now your hips are in the right spot and you're throwing properly and everything's clicking. Are, are you feeling comfortable? You know, it's a lot more back and forth and Hey, I need to get inside the brain a little bit more so that when we do a new dive or something yeah. happens, it's more rewarding because you had to put in a whole lot more work to yeah. get there. And so that's fun. But uh, let's, let's segue back. You know, what about you? What's going on currently with you and all that fun stuff? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so when I got out of college, I, uh, I got my undergrad in rehab science for substance abuse. So drug and alcohol counseling, I wanted to get my master's in counseling. Um, at that point in time, I knew I wanted to coach, but I knew I wanted to get my master's and continue education. And I figured counseling was definitely going to be a way to be helpful for student athletes, helpful for myself. And if diving wouldn't work out career wise, I had a pretty good career to fall back on. Um, so I went to a uh, small division three school in Western Pennsylvania called Westminster College, um, who actually had at the point in time, 2014, when I graduated, they had just restarted their diving program, I believe in 2010. Um, so it's only four years into a brand new program. Um, I was fortunate that I received good advice from my college coach uh, to go to this college, stay in the Western Pennsylvania area. Family's important to me, just like you. Um, and, you know, I look at it and the coach at the time, his name was Rob Clement, and he was a Clarion alumni. So hired me. And when I started, 
it would be fair to say it was a very um, inexperienced team is maybe a nice way to put it. You know, they weren't used to practicing pretty regularly. So when I came in, we started out 6 a.m. morning practice, three days a week, afternoon practices, five days a week. And, uh, and the kids kind of adjusted and they were like, whoa. And even the swimming program at that point in time looked back and was like, wait, divers practice early too? And yeah. And so we, uh, we rebuilt that program, which was pretty cool. I think it, it's something I look back as a coach now, seven years and I really am grateful that I had those first two to teach inexperienced divers. Um, there, there's one student athlete that sticks out to me. And, and, you know, I've been fortunate that in the last four, four or five years, we've had national qualifiers, national finalists. Like we've been fortunate to have success. But I look back and I actually would probably tell you my most successful coaching job with an athlete at this point was a student athlete who came in. He came to me uh, midway through the year, said, I just want to be part of a team. I'm like, well, can you get good grades? Can you work hard? He can work hard. He couldn't get good grades at first. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and I think that that's part of this is education. And I sat down with him and I said, what do you want to be? And he said, I want to be a doctor. And I'm like, you know, I don't think if I went to a doctor's office, I'm going to want you to do anything medical to me after <laughs> knowing what his grades were. And that's okay. Like him and I joke about this to this day. And I'm like, what do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about? And he's like, I love theater design. I'm really good at it. I'm like, pursue that. Follow something you love doing. And, and long story short, his senior year, he medals in our conference. He finals top eight on both boards. And uh, it's his last thing, last right before he walks out to get his medal. And I was just giving him a big hug. And I just said, I'm so proud of you. And something he said, well, it'll never leave me as long as I'm alive. He's like, thank you so much for not giving up on me. And it was one of the coolest moments. Like I still get goosebumps now because I look back and I'm like, that's someone like, I don't know if they graduate college without a college coach to help them along the way and give them that guidance. And, and so that stuck out. And that that's something that never left me. And that's, that's always been what I try to aim towards is get kids and help them. Like, I know I needed help and I had a great coach that helped me. Um, so, you know, I spent seven years at Westminster um, I was fortunate. I was named coach of the year in the conference, I think like six times, which was awesome. I always tell everybody, I just had great diving teams at that point. Yep. You know, I was given really good advice one time and they said, if you want to look like a really great coach, get really good athletes. Um, and that's really good advice. And, but you still got to coach them. Um, you know, being able to experience some nationals, some really high highs, some really low lows. Um, but actually within the last month or so, I uh, just accepted the position to go back to Clarion University um, and become the third coach, which is like, that was always my dream job. And, and I don't, I think it's honestly like sinking in as we talk about it more and more over the last couple of weeks, but it's one of those things. Someone said to me, one of my best friends, they said, you know, it's rare that you are around someone that worked really hard for a dream. And that dream came true. And I'm like, man, I didn't even like think about it that way. So uh, actually like tonight, I got to have my first team meeting with the kids and, you know, I'm so happy coach Rovat got to retire the way he wanted. And I just cannot wait to get to work and hopefully get those kids back there to nationals and, uh, and get that rivalry continuing with uh, St. Cloud there. But yeah, no, I think, I think I look at it and, and our journeys are pretty, pretty similar in an odd way. And, and, you know, I think we look at it and, and we just started talking about this and what two and a half weeks ago, you're like, Hey, let's do a diving podcast. Yeah, <laughs> man. Two and a half weeks later, here we are. Why but, not? Um, hey, Let's make no, it happen. I, I think it's exciting. It's something I like, I genuinely was super looking forward to this when you text me and you're like, 
let's do it tonight. We're ready. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we are. We're both good at talking. And, and I, I'm just excited to see where this goes. And I mean, so I guess maybe we should kind of tell our listeners, like, what's the goal um, that we're going to try to do uh, yep. in terms of when we're putting stuff out and what do they have to look forward to? Yeah. So next week uh, we're basically doing a diving 101, assuming that, you know, zero knowledge of the sport talking about, you know, terms and scoring and, you know, the format of certain meets. Um, another thing I forgot to mention earlier is that I am actually a judge. I'm an official yes. for diving Good. both at the state level for Minnesota and at the national level for NCAA. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm excited to at least open up that avenue for communication. Uh, it's always weird and it's always tricky. And there's a little bit of a wall put up between athletes and coaches and then the judges. You know, it's, right. it's always been, even me as a diver, I was there. It's like, oh, they, they just like that person better. Or oh, <laughs> they, they, they must not have seen that I ripped that one. You know, where it's like, hey, bring it on. Like, this is going to be a really fun kind of open discussion. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah, first interview, awesome. you want to talk about that? Yeah, so um, so I think we're going to kind of keep it a secret and kind of tease people if they uh, listen over the next couple of weeks. But we have our first two interviews lined up. Um, one is for June 6th, and the next will be for June 13th, I believe. And I, I would – I hope that people realize I was not kidding when I say these two interviews are going to be pretty awesome. I mean, no matter what, they're going to be awesome for you and I, and I really hope people listen and I hope people are like, this is great. And I hope it can jumpstart some pretty exciting things. And I think as we go, you know, we'll give you guys our, give our listeners, our social media, our email address. If you have questions for us, if you have questions for guests, cause we will let you know the week before who the guest is going to be. So if you have questions you would like for us to ask them, we will do everything in our power to make sure we get everybody's questions answered, um, whether that's on the podcast or separately. And we can always email you back or respond back to you. Yeah, that's a big deal. You know, Twitter and Instagram, we are at the diving pod. And then our Gmail account is just the diving pod at gmail.com. So like he said, questions, comments, anything you want, reach out. We're, we're happy to, to figure this thing out together. I and mean, we're not pros at this podcast thing. We're just <laughs> two weeks ago. We just said, Hey, let's try it out. And uh, there's no knowing if this is going to be really cool, really successful, or just two guys talking about diving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I think you said it best. I know, you know, I think it's important. Selfishly, our goal throughout this was we just are two really good friends that want to talk diving and, Hopefully a few people want to listen to diving and I think it's something that our diving community can really get behind and we want to represent it well. And, and hopefully we can get some people that maybe even you and I haven't even heard of um, and just kind of see some different ideas. And, and I feel sure if we can just learn one thing throughout everything we do, it's going to be pretty successful no matter what. So yeah, I'm just excited, out. excited to uh, see who follows, see who listens and talk to my buddy. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good point to end it. So thanks yep. for listening if you're still here. And we'll see you next week for a little Diving 101. Yes, sir. Have a good one.